0: Welcome to the Ramon Foster Show, coming to you live on location from Miami, Florida. Just some random coffee place here, but I was looking for a palm tree for you, Moan. Look at that. See it there? (laughs) Barely.
1: I mean, I get uh, just a glimpse of it. Not a real one, though. I'm not a Florida
0: guy. You know that, right? I know. Okay. You you still got a hoodie on like you're preparing to get back to Pittsburgh. I'm preparing for a hurricane or whatever other horrific weather they get down here while they taunt us for our weather. Our weather at least doesn't kill you, Moan. You know? (laughs) No doubt. Too soon? Too soon?
1: Yeah, too soon. Well, well, there's been a few times in those snowstorms, okay, where – Snow I doesn't know. kill you. All you do hey. is snow.
0: Y- y- all you do is snow is you go inside and you binge watch The Office for a day or two. Well, see, that's because I had a
1: job that required me to be at work early enough, and I prayed that the snow was removed from the store from the uh, streets. Man, <laughs> nervous kid from the south driving in the snow. Hear me out.
0: I hear that's you. That's a nightmare. I hear you. <laughs> Dolphin sixteen, Steelers ten. Uh, there's so much to dislike about this game. But, I, you know, Moan, having slept on it, literally, yeah. Uh, here in Miami and, and since it was done, I got to tell you, I don't feel all that awful about it. I mean, the outcome stinks. Yeah. But there was some stuff in that game that I, I thought was a, a little bit of a building block for this team. Yeah. Would you agree, disagree? I I'm the same way. I,
1: I listened to it on the radio on my drive back last night. I watched the final two drives of it last night when I got home and I watched the entire game today. Okay. Just as reference on what I guess my timeline of what we've been going through in the last less than what 24 hours uh, when it comes down to this game, man. And I, I, I was really in the spot of, like, everything that they're doing wrong is correctable. Everything that they're doing wrong is just one of them years where nothing seems to go right. I see a lot of good out of Kenny. I see some stuff that we said that we didn't want to see. We didn't want him to wear a cape or be Superman. We just wanted him to be good, Right. And he gets into his box of trying to do too much. That interception, well, I look at that two ways. I felt like Deontay could have came back to the ball on the Holland one, but I also felt like Kenny could have, you know, made her better throw outside away from him. There's a lot of that. And then towards the end of the game on that drive, like it, it was almost like he had college eyes and not NFL eyes. There was a lot of that going on. I'll say this too. I didn't think just in totality, the offensive line was bad. There was push. There was some movement. They just crumbled down at the end of the game too when it came down to pass protections. Penalties that popped up. I'm like, that's preventable. You can stop that from happening. It ain't as all bad as I thought. Losing to Miami wasn't good. We needed that win more than anything. But to your point, I'm not here to play cheerleader ball. There is some good out of this. Okay? And it just sucks because all the talent is there for the most part. I still think we're a couple of linemen away offensively. You need some help on the D-line. And just honestly, capitalizing on one or two of those interceptions
0: last night could have definitely turned the game around too. Oh, That's certainly how the head coach felt. Uh, and I don't have to guess at that because I overheard some stuff that he was saying about that. Uh, not for the record, so I'm not going to repeat it, but he was very, very displeased with one, two, three, four potential interceptions being dropped that were right on both hands of a defender. Yeah, I want to ask you about this. And I made a mental note of this for myself last night in the locker room. I had a conversation with Mason Cole, and I asked him, about you know where this offense is. And it was in general, so it wasn't just about the line because I know you guys, you O-linemen, you know everything. You're the only ones that have your fingers in every pie, right? <laughs> no, pun intended, okay? Pun intended. So, so I asked him and he said, you know what? He said, if you look at the mistakes that we make, it's we've now gotten it down to the point where it's one out of 11 making a mistake as opposed to three out of 11 or five out of 11, like it was a few weeks ago, but all it takes is one. Mm -hmm. If you can, please explain to people watching this show, what, what exactly Mason means by that and how they're aware of it. Uh, Here we go. So
1: let's, let's go on the down the stretch plays in the fourth quarter. Okay. Um, You Kenny ends up making a nice completion down the field for first down. That would have put you in the deep red zone,
0: right? And Don't forget happens? that. Don't forget that one. I just have to just yeah. just for one second here. That's yeah. a fourth and six. And yeah. he throws a perfect pass to Pat Fryermuth, who turns around, adjusts his body beautifully for a 21-yard gain. That is a big-time play. That yeah. I mean, Yes, it gets erased by the pick and by his being excessively. But I just wanted to just throw that in there. I thought that was a huge play.
1: Yeah but but then you you have the situation where there's a holding call you're like oh my gosh now you taking them back Or and what he's saying is this offensively, there's not much room for error. Like it really is 11 people doing the 11 things the right way. Every single play, you may get away with something here or there because the human error element is there. But defensively, there is that you can make up certain mistakes on defense because there's guys going to so many guys going to one ball. Offensively, it's 11 guys doing Eleven separate things. So what he's saying is, we've shrunk down the amount of uh, mistakes that's being made. I saw one or two times where it was, uh, uh, it was one of the offensive linemen not passing off a stunt, and the hand got in front of Kenny's face. Everything else was fine. But Kevin Dodson didn't pass off the, the tackle to Mason Cole. And then there's pressure in his face. There was a bunch of those. So it's one. It's popcorn. It's literally that. And with, with that being said, again, it ain't as all bad as we've seen it be in the past. Early in the season, it was rough, okay? After the Cincinnati game, rough. And now we're at a point where you're starting to understand. The issue is, though, there will be, a, a, again, change behind this and a reset because I got a feeling not all coaches on this staff is going to be there, and it's probably one or two that, that people in the comments are going to say, well, yeah, we need to get rid of him now, okay? And I'm not promoting that, but this team can't continue down this spiral right now with no change
0: i'm promoting it (laughs) i I know you are (laughs) i'm definitely promoting it and for that matter let's just go right ahead and invest the entire second segment in promoting that exact concept mode when we come (laughs) back welcome back to the ramon foster show coming to you dually on location from here in Miami, Florida, and the home of one palm tree over my shoulder. Yeah. One sickly little palm tree that's sitting in front of regular trees. So it doesn't even stand out. And Moan is out there in Andersonville, Tennessee. And we're talking about people who should get fired or people <laughs> who should be replaced in this second segment. And uh, well, let's start with Matt Canada. What the heck, right?
1: Yeah.
0: Um, Come on, like Moan. Why is he still employed? I'm, I'm, what, what, I'm, what, I'm, what's, what's going on here?
1: I'm, I'm with it. And here we are with it, man. Uh The, the offense and how you're operating it. These end arounds or these wide receiver pitches that everybody know and their mama knows that this is what's going to happen. You're running, you're, you're running pass sets on second and long situations or first down situations where you only got two guys out on routes, man. You're having these end around, fake this way, go that way, screen to tight ends that don't necessarily need to be having the ball in those situations. I'm watching you run toss sweeps to the short side of the field, and you're thinking you're tricking somebody, but everybody and their mom knows when you got a tight end here, you got an awesome (laughs) right here. You're tossing it to Najee off the edge. And I got to give it to the guys, man. Them holding their composure, them not really saying a whole lot publicly about, you know, what's being done offensively, I think is – maturity I think they all collectively know okay this just isn't gonna work and we got a job to do so let's just do our job um there are inklings of getting better as far as this offense goes but DK it just ain't good enough it it ain't even close to being good enough man I don't want to call it predictable because if you line me up to play the video game Madden against it he might get a score or two homie but I say to myself there's so much more that's out there and then it's this too going away from the hot hand like continuously there is no rhyme and rhythm of what they're going to do at with which receiver or tight end like this is what we do know ben would find this guy and stick with this guy like the way it seemed like all this all night
0: low, long the way this has been called night long. is
1: being this is he's switching from okay go to go to go to george okay now go to chase okay now go to Deontay. okay now go to pat like, no, find the matchup and go with that matchup. And this is also the other side of having a rookie quarterback in to where you can you can make him do those things because you'll call it a certain way to keep him air quotation marks safe. But that ain't the way the league goes. Look at what Patrick Mahomes does. Oh, I'm going anywhere. I'm going. No, guess where I'm going to? I'm going to Kelsey. Okay. Kelsey's open. Saying? Kelsey's like, open. That's, Kelsey's that's open. But yeah. you see the frustration <laughs> in everybody's face. Like, I see Najee on the sideline, like, drop his arms when he knows they know the run play like he uh, like he runs it. That one when he ran to the uh, Dolphins' sideline. You see it in his body movement on that toss to the short side of the field. Like, why are you calling this?
0: You know, I, I, I could begin and end this whole conversation by just saying shovel pass to Zach Gentry. But I'm not going to do that, Moan, because yeah. our viewers deserve better than that level of analysis, you know, or do they? <laughs> Shovel past to Zach they Gentry. Do? Thanks for coming, but- everybody. <laughs> I mean, <laughs> you know, here's the thing. I want people to understand <laughs> this, okay, because you and I are kind of hinting at it, and I don't like yeah. when we hint, okay? These players are <laughs> These players are fed up with this guy, yeah. okay? And when I say these players – I'm going to come right out and say this. I'm not just referring to current players. I am referring to former players and not just you. Okay. Um, You know, you know that I'm in touch with former players on a regular uh basis. And I Uh hear from these guys and what I hear from them isn't just mildly unpleasant regarding Uh Matt Canada. They feel he's an embarrassment to this franchise right now. When this team gets put on national TV and they're on a spotlight like this. Okay, all of the former players in some form or other, man, it's it's your old team. It's Sunday night. You watched whatever else you were going to watch that day. Now it's time to watch my black and gold. And they put it on and they see this crap. They, They see these schemes that they know are college level, high school level crap. And they're embarrassed for the Steelers. They're embarrassed for the institution that they once represented. That makes it back to the head coach. You know that. This head coach has rabbit ears and a half. Tell me, Moan, how this head coach hasn't reacted to all of this, not even necessarily old player, older players or uh, from the outside, just from what he knows. He knows, knows, knows is being discussed in his own locker room right now. He'll try to
1: dead it. He'll try to make everything Ow. as normal as possible by, by by giving understanding to what's going on. And I'll say this. I think his hands are somewhat tied. But, of course, we talked. And we had a veteran guy at, at our position coaching, Munch, who would honestly allude to some stuff that, okay, fellas, look, get through this. We're going to be fine. This will be okay. And you know that's what's possibly going on in individual team, uh, individual rooms, wide receiver room, tight end room, line room, you know, running back room, like there's those discussions, man, but he's at a point to where we're not even halfway through the season yet, so making the change, cutting somebody, quitting, like pulling his his uh his play calling sheets right now won't be the thing but what will happen there will be incorporations of other people having say so over the run game there will be incorporations of others like being able to designate who's working with who when it comes down to the quarterback position or what they want to do offensively <laughs> it, it, it sucks because there's just so much potential and he knows it and I'll say this I don't I don't think his job necessarily weighs on it
0: but he got to the next move has to be a really good move, DK. Well, I got one in mind. I, I, I'll i tell you what. These guys right now, Moan, and, and I, I have to be careful how I say this because – and, and um, here's what I mean when I say that. If I go on excessively about how the players want to yeah. get rid of him or whatever, it, it can make it sound to people as if – these players aren't blaming themselves, or they aren't looking in the mirror, and I can promise oh, yeah. you that that isn't. I can promise you that that isn't the case. Okay, when I'm when I'm talking to, uh, you know, Chase Claypool or, or 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 some other guys here, and they're talking about this situation. Not once do they say, "Hey, I would be dominating if." Okay, they right. understand they have their own, but they also understand that they're running into a cement wall. George Pickens. Oh. Six catches on six targets, wow! And doesn't yeah. get doesn't even get a sniff in the second yeah. half until it's way too late. And then today, somebody showed me on Next Gen Stats, on NFL yeah. Next Gen Stats, Pickens' route tree. Moan, yeah. it goes like this. It's all up the edges. Imagine what he'd be if you'd give him the football in space. But Again? he, this, this guy doesn't have. He doesn't come equipped with that stuff. Who labeled him the guru then? (laughs) He had one interesting year at Pitt forever ago, and then that was it. And that was it. You know what he has, though? You know what he has, though? I'm going to say this, and boy, are you going to get this one. He has some of that really good acts like a football coach. Come on, you know what I'm talking about. I know what you mean. Good in meetings. Good in meetings. meetings. And he kind of carries himself like badass football coach. And I'm gonna tell you you that that Mike Tomlin can he can succumb to that. He can. He can see guys who behave like that.
1: And this is for the people that that uh, will say, well, the players got to do that. Yeah, there's a, there's a good bit of that out there, too. It is where the players got to come back to the ball, where the O-line got to stand up a little bit longer, where the running back got to hit a gap, where the defensive line can't get walked back off the line of scrimmage, where linebackers can't turn down a running back in the hole. Like, there's a lot of that. Dropping four picks can't have any of that, right? And But... On the other side of it, when you feel like when you feel like you're fighting City Hall as a player to where if I say something, I'm probably going to get fired. If I say something, then that web of coaches of knowing each other, they stick together. Okay, no matter how good or bad one is. Heck, if uh, I've seen so many coaches get fired and go to other staffs and be analysts or be somebody that's going to help out and players can't necessarily say what they want to in those situations unless they have that gold star of bulletproofness on them, right? So what do you do? Put your head down, go to work, and try to will out wins, man. It's a catch-22 when it comes down to you being an individual because this is the other part. There is no other place to go in this world when it comes down to NFL football.
0: Right? No, you don't have a whole lot of options, Moan. That's for sure. When we come back, the only segment that matters. Hey, Moan. Welcome back to the Ramon Foster Show and the only segment that matters. And it's brought to you by the get-go cafe and market where quality is at the core of every menu item three expert chefs fine-tune every detail so that every sub burger salad wrap drink and app is crafted for crave ability order your favorite item at get-go cafe and market today better believe it and today's entry moan is uh response one of many 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 responses to your spontaneous challenge on the last episode for people to to point out the most famous person that they'd met and how they reacted to it the list here was was amazing yeah it was and i'm gonna read one of them it's from pete gadula who says i met john stalworth in 1995 when he attended a a conference in Carlisle, PA. I was stationed there, had the opportunity to speak with him for a minute or so. John was so humble and friendly. I also realized how he made so many catches of bad Terry Bradshaw passes. <laughs> His hands are probably the size of a football, Pete yeah. said. We shook hands, and mine seemed like a toddler's in a grown-up's grip. Much respect. Good stuff, Pete. Moan, there were so many of these, and I know you saw it them. Was.
1: It was, man, and it was good to actually see everybody just kind of have a person, whether big or small. You just never really know, you know, who you run into. And to those people, you are a star to them, or you might be the only NBA, NHL, NFL player they ever meet, musician. Like, I still get that way because I appreciate – the the, uh, the genius that musicians are to craft a song, to produce a beat, uh, you know, to kind of play instruments the way they do. So I was it was it was really cool for me to kind of sit back and watch them uh, kind of gush over guys like that. DJ. Yes.
0: Someone else mentions Kevin Stevens from the championship penguins. Another one, Mike Ditka at the O'Hare Airport uh, This covers. So many different sports, but I have to say, I'm going to share another one with you, Mo. And this was from Sam who said, my OMG celebrity moment when I was a little kid was when I approached Roberto Clemente for an autograph. And he mm-hmm. asked me my name and for the life of me, I couldn't remember it. <laughs> and he said, OK unknown kid. My name is Bobby, in case anyone asks, which is what a lot of people used to call Clemente. Uh, uh, not very well known. He's, my name is Bobby, in case anyone yeah. asks. Best memory ever. Really, really good stuff. Moan, I got to tell you, I ran yeah. into a celebrity down here in Miami. Yeah, you told me. <laughs> Talking about. Who was it? Was it DeCastro? It was David Castro, And that... <laughs> Hey, moan question for today, because Dave, he he saw me from about 30 feet away, and he and his, his lovely wife cross the way and come over, and he's yeah. got this big smile on his face, and he's got this light T-shirt on. And I got to tell you, the first thing I do is I take my right hand and I rub his tummy with it because I'm like, Dave, (laughs) Dave, where did it go, man? Yeah. You guys, and and you've seen it with so many. Like, remember the the, the first time Alan Fanica showed up post retirement in camp? And we're like, where did the other half of Alan Fanica go? Yeah, no,
1: you, it, there's it's a like lot. That. It's a transformation. I'm I'm in my transformation now, man, and it's it's been pretty cool, man. To kind of watch guys do that because the ultimate thing is life. You know what I'm saying? And you're you're a former football player. There's no sense in just being a full football player your entire life. So it was cool. I knew Dave was on it, man. He was. We actually had conversations about that too. As far as okay, yes, yeah, it's, it's it's time to shrink a little bit, and he did. So also <laughs> he, for everybody else. Yeah, but it's it's not like he's walking around with a you know like a a, a bobblehead on his. No, he still looks like him, but is he he's not a football yes. player. Yeah,
0: although I mean yeah. it's tempting when you when you look at when I looked at him, to me he looked like if you needed him to play guard like in a game. Yeah, yeah, he he might get smacked around a little bit, <laughs> but he'd still be in shape enough and mean enough to pull it
1: off. And, and so for everybody asking, no, he won't be coming back, and neither will I. And I think Al is done, and Marquise is done, and yeah, we're we're good now. But I'm glad you saw my guy.
0: Yeah, no, that was that was wonderful. There's nothing that makes me happier than when I see guys that I used to cover and and covered for a long time, like guys like yeah. uh, you know you and Dave for an especially long time and dealt with uh, for so long. It's a uh, man just seeing that that smile. It was it was yeah. it was a it was a good experience. You know, you you know, we have we talk about this a lot on this show. We have some different yeah. relationships that, that get formed. Not all of them are pleasant. Yeah. You yeah. Know? No. If I run no. into Matt Canada somewhere in an airport ten years from now, he's not gonna go, hey, it's you. <laughs> but,
1: but but you you know what though? For the most part though, guys have to be realist about their their careers, uh, their deficiencies. It'll probably just be a quiet conversation, a handshake, and y'all walk away, right, DK? But I don't don't think there's been many that can justify you just, you know, rubbing their face in it. That's not usually how it goes. Like you said, we had our conversation the other day, and it was just like, well, yeah, I can kind of get that. You know what I'm saying? So most guys who are real about what it is, there's usually never a problem like that
0: now i hear that let's do this again tomorrow Mo, And i'll be back home i won't have it you won't even have a manufactured palm tree behind me
1: we put a green screen behind you because those clouds <laughs> do look kind of fake behind you though. do they really
0: yeah I they do i <laughs> like somebody just placed them there i guess if we wait long enough we can watch them move but then that would really take up a lot of people's time
1: <laughs> well depend on the time lapse so they may have moved already
0: that's right that's right all right moan let's do it again do it okay